AM630 KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello and thank you so much for joining us this week on the Church of the Week program that we are here on AM630 KSLR. We're so grateful that you guys are tuning in every every weekend. We... Um, what we want to do is make sure that everyone has an opportunity to know the pastors that are serving uh, God in this city, in San Antonio, give you an opportunity to, to know what their church is all about, a little bit about them, and um, hopefully you'll hear something that um, that you like and be able to go out there and be with them and, and join them in worship service. So uh, in studio today, we are uh, pleased to announce that we have Pastor Daryl Crane from uh, the Restoration Center right here in San Antonio. Pastor, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, you're a good friend of the radio station and Although we've, I've only known you for maybe about a year or less, uh, it's just good to know that we've got some good co-laborers Amen. in the city. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, doing some wonderful things for the kingdom of God. So let's get started a little bit. Why don't we tell folks a little bit about you? To give us a little bit about your background. Where do you come from? Well, I guess I'm a sort of San Antonio native. My, I was actually born in Hawaii. My dad was in the military, so mm-hmm. we were there uh, my early childhood. We got here when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he actually, uh, retired here and, um, I got saved at a church here and, you know, we've been here, um, probably since early 1980, something like that. Okay. So you've seen this whole transformation of the city. Yes, man. Absolutely. You know, I like to tell people I was here when they were working on I-10 way back. Really? Yeah. So, so when that, when that project finally finished without the rapture happening, I've, I've figured out, you know what, if I stuck with the city this long, I might as well go ahead and stay here. (laughs) So So you're pretty old, man. What are you like 70? Come on, man. Come on. I'm like in my late. 20s times two. Actually, okay. I'm 42. I'm yeah. 42 years old. I've been here since I've, I guess, been 11 or 12, something like that. Yeah. So how did you, uh, how did you know? Where in your life did you know that you were going to end up one day pastoring a church? It was the money, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm just, I'm just joking, of course. <laughs> um, no, actually, um, I got saved at a, a little Nazarene church that was right across the, the street from me, still there. It used to be called Valley High. Now I think it's called Community Church of the Nazarene. Anyway. Mm-hmm. My dad was was actually very sick, and and um, I had uh, gone over there just to to play basketball with some neighborhood kids. Long story short, a guy, one of the pastors on staff there, just just started talking to me, and I ended up attending the church and and saw a couple of my friends that were too embarrassed to invite me to church at school, and um, you know I ended up I ended up getting saved, and, and man, when I got saved, it, it was a big deal. I mm. mean, I still remember it to this day. I don't I didn't know I had no church background. Um, you know, I'd gone to Catholic school a little bit, but I had no real biblical training. But when I got saved, man, I, I, something really transformational happened to me. And it wasn't really more than a year that I felt the call to ministry. Really? And wow. All, all through high school, everyone knew that I was called into ministry. And when I went to, to college, um, I had the the luck, I guess, of, of, of getting an athletic scholarship. But I went and, and um, pursued a school where I could also you know, um, get courses that were going to help me get into the ministry. So at what point did you actually get into the ministry? Right you after became, college, man. Yeah, I, I yeah. called, um, I went to, I've, I've only had two pastors. Well, I've only been in two churches. Mm-hmm. Um, the church I got saved at and then um, a local body here in town, um, a great man of God, Gilbert Perez. I mm-hmm. believe he used to be on K, uh, KSLR. Um, he was kind of, you know, a spiritual father to me. And all through college, he, I would go back and work there at the church. And then when I got finished. He said, you know, I'll give you a job. So I went back dressed great like you are today 
And um, he put he gave me a shovel, man, and made me shovel dirt in his there front yard. And, and literally, I was in the I was assistant to the maintenance guy for about eighteen months. And really, taught the, you to serve. Yeah, sorta. <laughs> I guess is one way to look at it, but. Um, what it what it did is it's kind of like whenever someone would get in trouble or whenever we'd have an opening, they'd ask five or six people and they would all say no. And then, oh, yeah, we got this this crazy guy in the back. He's, <laughs> let's, let's see if he can do it. And that's really how, you know, yeah. I've, I've come to, you know, the place that I'm at, just being in, in the right positions that God has put you. Maybe not the right circumstances in our mind, but, yeah, know, and that's kind of kind of how it all happened. So at what point did you really know, okay – now I'm entering into the season where I know God is moving me now into another another level where he wants me to take on the take the reins and take on this whole position of being senior pastor of of this flock. Well, it that happened, you know, I guess when you're I was I, I worked for my, my I worked for my pastor and then I married his daughter. He still didn't give me a raise, but I I married his daughter. <laughs> had grandkids, still didn't give me a raise, but anyway. Um, well, good thing it wasn't. It's not like the old days where you had to give him something. Yeah, I know, man. Know? I was thinking. I think that's what he thought. But yeah. anyway, um, I actually felt like you know I would be there the remainder of my life, and mm. I was quite content with that. We actually um, bought a double wide trailer and put it on the property there, um, and you know we're feeling that that was what was what we were going to do for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. But what happened? I got saved. Like I said, I got saved at a little Nazarene church. And um, they approached me, that church approached me to come and do some, some youth work over there. And I told them, you know, at that time I was involved with um, Texas Christian Athletic League, an athletic organization that we, we run, and a lot of different things. And I just, I mean, I don't have the time. And there's no way my pastor's going to let me attend sh- some other church mm-hmm. on Sundays. And they said, look, man, you don't have to come on Sundays. You just show up on a Wednesday night and, you know, do your thing. And, and we're going to, we'll, we'll pay 200 bucks a week. And at that time, that was a lot of money to me. So I said, I'm going to do this. So I talked with my pastor. I had no church responsibilities on Wednesday night, so I did this. Long story short, they were looking for someone to start a church in the San Antonio area, the the denomination was. They Mm -hmm. approached me, and I I felt like um, um, I did not – I didn't even consider that. But you and I were talking earlier about Colorado. We actually, at that time, had a vacation already preplanned. So we went to the mountains of Colorado, and God really began to spoke to me speak to me um look this is what i want you to do so it was very difficult to go back to my senior pastor who was kind of my spiritual father say look and your father-in-law yeah my father-in-law i'm about to take you know your your grandchildren and 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 just kind of you know we worked it through that for the next probably three or four months yeah and um, we ended up leaving starting a church with the nazarenes and it was it was going great and this is kind of how the my ministry my personal ministry was birthed this church was was going great we had in the denomination that we were involved in they have six general superintendents that superintend you know because this is a a, a worldwide um, organization mm-hmm. and they came and this guy came and spoke at our church twice in a matter of 18 months because of the growth that we were experiencing the good things that god was doing and and other pastors told me man we've been here 20 something years one of these guys has never come i you know just it was such god gave us such favor but what was happening was my family life was was falling apart i'd Mm. always been just so focused on not just ministry but just performing and success and you know all of these things that i guess you know whether we want to admit it or not myself whether i wanted to admit it or not you know i was looking for a certain specific kind of of ministry and 
as that was progressing, I was seeing that my family life was kind of falling apart. But what I did is I, as I just told my wife kind of how we were trained, look, pray and, you know, fast and do what I say and everything's going to work out. Okay. Yeah. And through a lot of different circumstances, our church, uh, our church kind of stopped growing. And then we, my wife and I uh, experienced a miscarriage and then, you know, everything that could go wrong began to go wrong for mm. us. And, and this was something, you know, I, Mark, uh, it was so confusing to me because, you know, I went to a college that, that this, the college I went to, I don't want to give the name, but the college I went to, if you were a citizen of Sodom and Gomorrah, you would have fit right in oh, yeah. to the dorm rooms <laughs> that I had. And you know what? I kept my testimony there, mm. man. I led 13 guys awesome. um, to the Lord. You know, so for this to be happening to me, I didn't have this experience where, like, I got saved and then backslid or whatever. Man, I love the Lord, so it was very confusing for me. Mm. But what happened was this whole thing ended up ended up washing out. Uh, another staff member that we had hired took the majority of the church and planted another church, and and um, we were just kind of left high and dry. But in 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 the next eighteen months is really when God began establishing what I think will you know, with God's grace will be the ministry that I'll have the remainder of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's about, um, getting and staying in a place where we can be what we call restored. Yes. You know, and it's not a place where you get to, you know, with someone laying hands on you or, you know, speaking a word over you, although those things are good, but it's a, it's a, it's a specific process that we give ourselves to a deep work of the Holy spirit, examining everything in our lives, to achieve certain marks mm. of, of what we would call not just baptized in the Holy Spirit, but like the scripture says, sanctified, holy, being whole. You know, yeah. Jesus said this a couple of times to people. Your faith has made you whole. Right. You know, they may have already been healed, but going that second step. So that's kind of where through all that breakage is really when our ministry, looking back, started our church for practical purposes. We started another church um, and it's about four years old now after that. What we did was we um, we started a daycare to pay the bills. You know, mm -hmm. we, we still had bills, and, and I actually tried to find work in a secular uh, business, and I just – the doors were – that's right at the beginning of when the economy was, was going south. Oh, so, you know, I couldn't find anything. So we decided to take uh, a few people that were still with us, and we – a divine door opened up for us to, to, to have a daycare. So we started a daycare. It, the daycare started going really good, so I figured this is kind of what we were going to do. And we tried to open a second one, but when we did that, that door closed, and the the families of the daycare uh, kids were starting to, you know, hey, man, we hear you can preach, and, you know, like Sundays, we know you're not doing that much. And so that's kind of how our church started with yeah. just 30 or 40 people from, from these daycare families and a, and a handful that we had left. And we did that for about a year, and it just God miraculously grew it, and we were able to move into a facility that we're currently at now, 6401 Bandera Road. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> a weird igloo-shaped building, but, the, you know, it's, it's... Everybody knows the dome. Yeah, everyone Bandera. knows the dome, yeah. man. It's, it's crazy. And, and just as a praise the Lord, um, when we moved in there, you know, it was really something that I really had just kind of gotten over a lot of hurts and different things. But mm. I was also, as I was getting over that, I felt like God was giving me a revelation of kind of where exactly... You know, um, uh, our ministry was headed. My wife and I's relationship was was really on on good ground. I felt like my my priorities had been reshifted, and um, you know, God began to to restore things to me, and we began to realize that our definition, what what we say restoration is, 
is not getting back what we used to have, but it's getting back what we never had. Mm. Not getting back the good old days because the good old days weren't all that great yeah. if, if you know it led to this. But not getting back what we used to have, getting back what, what God originally intended us to have. And sometimes, in my case, you know, we had to go through some diversity and some struggles and some real disappointments to get, you know, break through to that revelation. How, how can you help a family based on what you have gone through, uh, someone that, that has given themselves to ministry? They've devoted their life to it. They say yes to, as an answer to the call that God has made in their life to go and shepherd a flock, to build a ministry, to continue to build the kingdom of God. How, what words of wisdom do you have for them to equally balance and be obedient to God's call, yet not neglect the family? You know, the thing is, is that if you're not in the ministry, you don't have any clue of the dynamic of a ministry family. Hmm. A ministry family that is faced with the same problems their children are rebelling. Their their marriage is, is having friction, um, financial pressures. The same problems that face anybody else that any other normal couple, I say normal with quotations, could could kind of work through, maybe get counseling. Mm-hmm. The ministry family doesn't have that time. Right. We have three days. We have three days yeah. to fix every problem. Yeah. Sunday, if you've got a problem, you got Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday night, and you have to have a face on. You yep. have to be – you have three days. Okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because you got Sunday morning coming. Yep. And those things are coming. And the, the, what, we've, what we first began to realize is that we need a revelation, a divine revelation of what's going on. And I'm, I'm saying that because that's how it came to me. Mm-hmm. I would have never seen some of the things that God showed me. Not, I wasn't in any secret sin. You know, I struggled with this, that, and the other. But yeah. there was no massive immorality in my life. Yeah. But I still needed a revelation. And when you get a revelation, what we teach is you have to take responsibility now. Mm-hmm. You have to own what you've done. You're part of the process. And the funny thing is, is that my wife and I actually, my wife and I actually, when we were going through all this, we actually filed for divorce. Mm. And God brought us through that, that period but as soon as kind of we, we, we got a revelation of, of what was going on, what my part in this was, what her part in this was, a pastor friend of mine who didn't know anything that we were going through, we had lost our church, we almost had lost our marriage, our, our you know, anything bad that happened, we went through it. He calls us and he says, Daryl, I'm about to get divorced. And I'm calling him and I'm, and I'm thinking he's, you know, going to give me some advice or something like that. And he yeah. said, I want you to come up. You're, you're such a great man of God. You know, I heard you speak all this stuff. And I, and I, I didn't have the heart to tell him, man, that's, that's not me right now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he said, my wife and I, 33 years married, 30 years ministry. We're about to get divorced. Wow. And, and we want you to come and, and, and counsel us. So I, I talked with my wife, and this is literally just a month going on. But at this time, we didn't have church responsibilities or anything like that. We were still in this kind of in-between period. We decided to go and, and go and help him. And we went every Sunday for, for seven weeks. And through ministering to this man, <laughs> um, we we were getting the material that we would build our church on. I was ministering to you at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and, you know, it was like we would we would go through all of the issues. This It was, a, it was about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Um, we'd go through all the issues in our marriage, write notes, get to their church and, and, and talk about what we had gone through wow. this, this last few times, this, these last, you know, 
100 miles or whatever it was to truly to god's ways are not ours <laughs> yeah man and it was it was, it was yeah. nuts it, it just was completely but that period of time showed us that we had a special ministry and a special calling to mm. pastoral families to get them through these things and mm. you know i've been by god's grace able to really just hold the hand of somebody and say you know i've walked in these waters and i know exactly what you're going through and as you know being in the ministry you can't it's you can't talk to some people about issues you just can't because you just can't. Mm. So we need to have ministerial relationships where you, we can bring somebody in on the outside. Say, you look, look, yeah. man, I'm, you know, this is this is where where I'm at with my wife. This is where I'm at with my kids. And you know, pastors are. It's like if if we were if we were medical doctors, everyone knows that the hardest patient is a medical doctor, and that's sometimes with pastors the hardest person to receive something is mm. is somebody in our own field, but. By God's grace and mercy, and a lot of people known that you know, kind of what God has brought us through, we've been able to walk through some open doors and minister to pastors uh, on an individual basis. Wow. Well, you've been listening to Pastor Daryl Crane, uh, senior pastor of the Restoration Center here in San Antonio, and uh, I want to I want to transition over into what God is doing in your church and your ministry. Now, you went through a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs, and I wish we had a little bit more opportunity to talk about some of the challenges that you faced as a ministry, because I know that there's plenty of other people out there. But um, before we run out of time, in, in the next uh, 10 minutes or so, let's, let's start talking a little bit about what God is doing now. What can people expect when they, when they hear about the Restoration Center? What, what, tell us the good news of what God is doing now. Well, when we moved into the Restoration Center about three years ago, October, we had about 80 people. That's, mm-hmm. that's kids, that's relatives, that's roaches, that's dog, yeah, everybody. <laughs> and, you know, 70, 80 people, something like that. And this building um, that, that, that we were being offered, you know, sat 755 in wow. one. You know, they had another, the youth building seats, you know, two or 300 people. So it just seemed like that's the most ridiculous thing for me to do mm-hmm. is to try to move into this facility. And and what happened was the church that was there before literally just walked away from it and went went somewhere else. So the building went actually into foreclosure. Hmm. When the building went into foreclosure, the city changed the zoning because if you know, speaking about buildings, I mean, speaking about roads being improved, Bandera Road had built a ramp and the yes. ramp enters right into our our driveway, literally. Yeah. So what they did was that piece of property just the acreage went skyrocketed in value almost three million dollars it's it's uh, the bear county um is the the assessed value on it oh. anyway so what leon valley the little city that we're in they saw that property and they said we don't want a church to move in there we want a taxable yeah. entity to do that so they changed the zoning hmm. two large churches in the city were going to try to get that facility as annexes to their to their mm-hmm. congregations so, you know, we weren't even in the ballpark, but the actual uh, auction firm that was auctioning this house contacted us the day of the auction and said, Pastor Crane, would you bid on this property, man? Just just throw something in there. I t- called him. I said, man, no, we, we can't really do that. We're, we're, we're not anywhere near. He said, they called us back and said, Pastor Crane, we really think you should bid. Just send us a number. And we did. And they called us back five minutes later and said, you won. Wow. So, you know, now, <laughs> now okay, what? now what? So we actually went in there and, um, you know, long story short, we, we, we've had to spend literally hundreds of thousands of dollars getting um, copper wiring replaced, getting mm. air conditioners running. And as soon as we went in there, the city of Leon Valley filed a lawsuit mm. because we were violating um, the, the ordinance or the city zoning. 
in June of this year, we won that lawsuit. So December fourteenth of this year, we we were able to um, we were we were we were able to finally finish all this stuff, so we can do things on the outside. We've done all this awesome. stuff on the inside, but mm-hmm. we have a sign to put up, and without a sign, you know, without anything, yeah. we've seen God just increase us, increase us, and increase us. I mean, we've had some struggles up and down, but but in, I mean, just in the last four. I say just in the last seven weeks, we've broken our attendance record three times. Just Grace this last Sunday, God. we had a new wow. a new attendance record break. And yeah. we're just so excited, man. People are getting saved. Mm-hmm. We do what's called encounters to, to get people through what we call restoration to the first couple steps of that process. We have one coming up this weekend. You know, 20 or 30 ladies are going to be going on this. We just took about 30 men a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we do these things three or four times a year. And things are just progressing. Um, our youth group... Um, I'll shout out to Pastor Jeff Ibanez and uh, one of our youth helpers, Luis Noriega, have organized youth events at the Dome where we've had 300 kids, 200 kids. That Just awesome. Friday we had about 300 kids there where we're able to you know, really preach the gospel. So, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways this is, this is growing a little faster than maybe what we were initially prepared for. But um, God's doing some wonderful, wonderful things. So this coming week uh, you've got an event coming up uh, on November 18th through 20th. It's a sort of a marriage conference that you've entitled the Seven Keys to the Ring. Yeah. What's up with that? Tell us a little bit more well, information about that. Seven Keys to the Ring is, is one of these things like when when you know the church was really, really banging along at like fifty or sixty people. A lot of them were <laughs> kids that I used to teach when I was when I was a Bible teacher and they had obviously gotten older. And they were kind of coming back to the Lord. They heard I had this little church and, you know, maybe they didn't think it was that like a real church because, you know, where we were located and whatever. So I saw these single adults and I said, man, you know, these guys are are making mistakes based usually on they don't know how to wait for the right person Hmm. to to marry. They don't know how to be single. The scripture says when you're single, serve the Lord. When you're married, serve your spouse. So we began to, you know, uh, really – begin to explore the the culture of what we would call courtship of of how to serve god when you're single so we put all these things together and had a conference with you know the 40 or 50 people that we had and our church really grew we Hmm. we picked up maybe 20 people and when you're 50 and you pick up 20 that's a a big time (laughs) absolutely so we did it that we ended up doing that was the last time we were in our our, that was maybe the last month before we moved into the dome when we moved into the dome we did seven keys to the ring again you know we were big time now yeah so we did it again, and we maybe had 150 people show up, and we we were our minds were blown. You know, yeah. we didn't even know anything. So we did it again, and every year we have more and more people show up to this thing. And basically, what it is is getting and exploring the exact principles that God had God has in His Word on how to find the right person, and of course, how to become the right person. Yeah. Because many times God's not going to send you the right person until you become the right person. Right. So, you know, that's that's basically what we do. We have probably uh, 10 or 12 churches involved in that with us now, and we've had some wonderful support from, from the, the, the pastors in the city, and uh, we're very, very excited. So that's going to be happening the, this Friday, uh, November 18th. And it runs through Sunday, 18, yeah. 19, and 20. Yes, sir. It'll be uh, the 18th, the 19th, and then uh, we'll So what's the schedule like? Is it like, like Friday night and then all day Friday Saturday? Night, fr- no, Friday night from 7.30 to about 9.30 or 10, something like that, two sessions. Uh, Saturday night, we start at 6.30, runs till about 9. Um, we, we do this during our Sunday morning um, service. And can you believe this? Some churches 
have dismissed their Sunday morning church and they're coming over here. Wow, that's and, great. Yeah, I don't know why exactly, but we don't want to tell them not to. But then we and then we wrap things up. Well, they see the value day. of it. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's it's the, it's the power of God's word. It, it really is. And and we've seen a lot of marriages strengthened. And we have couples literally in our church today that are married. And, you know, because they started practicing these principles, mm. found their husband or their wife. And, you know, we, we don't just say, OK, this is the word of God. We can literally point to people and say, look, this is the proof. This works. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, these people, so one of them was on staff. This works. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so it's not just for someone that's looking to get married. but oh, it's also, no, it's no. also used for, to strengthen marriage. Right, strengthen marriage. Because what, what, what we found out is, especially with, with myself, is most of the issues that you're having in your marriage are not issues that happen now they're issues that have been long standing and most of the mistakes we made is how we got married mm-hmm. you know marriage is the marriage and salvation are the most important covenants in scripture mm-hmm. so of course you know we should preach about salvation but really exploring the the prior what did you do before you got married in scripture god speaks to two specific things he says the year before you get married is very important and the year after he, you get married is important. Usually most tension is coming from those two periods. So when we can address those and teach people how to take responsibility for those things, we can see that it's like a tension is released yes. and love can begin to flow again. Awesome. Well, we want to make sure that everyone is invited, everyone that's listening in. Um, come out and check out the seven keys to the ring over at uh, the Restoration Center. The address is 6401 Bandera Road. Uh, right off that new ramp coming off of 410 as you head outside of the loop, um, they're going to be right there immediately to the right-hand side as you head north on Bandera Road. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, uh, Pastor, we appreciate you coming out here. You want to leave us with a phone number, a web yes, address? Sir. How can people find out more information about church? You guys, like Mark said, we're at 6401 Bandera Road. It's the Restoration Center. Call us at 210-522-1463 or visit us on the web at get-restored.com. That's get-restored.com. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor. Appreciate your time. Blessings. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've had a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, simply submit your nomination at kslr.com. 